Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. Today is Sunday, August the 28th. I am your host and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, Dr. Kamala D. Forgive me for talking low. For those of you who don't know, I had surgery on my voice on uh, Friday, so I won't be talking much today, but I am continuing to share some excerpts of the Race, Religion, and Racism series that Dr. Price taught back in 1997. Uh, today, this message will be short. Um, Dr. Price is going to offer some scriptures that disproves what Minister Farrakhan says about Jesus being the historical Jesus and not the Messiah. He's saying that the historical Jesus prefigures the prophetic Jesus. And Dr. Price is going to give you scripture by scripture to prove to you that Minister Farrakhan was not telling you facts. So sit back and listen to Bible truth. Telling my research for this series, I was introduced to a video presentation of uh, a very prominent religious leader, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. And in this video presentation, I heard some things that were problematic for me, and since the Lord led me to deal with Islam as a whole in this series, and I've touched on different aspects of it, I think that it would be beneficial and profitable for us to close out this particular section on Islam by dealing with what Minister Farrakhan says on this video presentation. The reason I'm doing it is not an attack although it, it may be perceived that way, but it's an investigation. Um, I believe that anybody who is not a Christian who speaks on behalf of the Bible and on behalf of Jesus Christ, I got to check it out. Because we have enough people that are Christian that have the message all screwed up and mixed up. And so there's no way that somebody who is not a Christian will be able to understand in total the message that the Bible is presenting. So it's not, again, it's not an attack against the person, but because he is a very prominent leader in religious circles, and there are many people who listen to him, I think that it's, as I said, profitable and beneficial for us to examine what he has said, especially when it comes to things about my Lord Jesus Christ and the Bible, to find out are these things true, and some of the things that are, are, are very problematic. Now... <clears throat> um, some time ago, Glenn R. Plummer, president and CEO of L. Plummer Communications, 
WLPC Channel 26 in Detroit, Michigan, an affiliate of the Christian Television Network Incorporated, did a five-part series entitled Farrakhan, Charismatic Beacon or Cult Leader. And um, as I said, I heard a presentation in a meeting that I was in. Then I contacted Mr. Plummer at this television station to get permission to use this information and also to obtain the whole video presentation, which was, I think, in five parts, five videos. And I heard some things on the tape that are just absolutely outstanding. They're, they're, I mean, they're, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, heavy, heavy, heavy. And I think we need to look at it in the light of our series on religion. Now, before I get into Mr. Farrakhan, I want to go to Matthew chapter 17, because um, in reviewing my notes for this session, I realized that I said something that was inaccurate. And I have to be right. So if I mess up, I got to fess up. Not a big thing, but I just, I, I need to be accurate. And I knew better, and, uh, but because of my propensity to imperfection, some kind of way the stuff came out of my mouth. It's not a real major thing, but I still, it needs to be corrected. Some people might not have even seen it. But in Matthew, we were talking about, we listened to a tape where Minister Farrakhan said that Jesus and Elijah are one and the same. Remember that? And we talked about that. But uh, in giving you a scripture text that show us that John the Baptist, based upon Jesus' estimation, who speaks on behalf of Jehovah God, said that John the Baptist, if you would receive it, that John was Elijah. All right? Now, in Matthew 17... Verse 10, it says, And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Well, wait a minute, no. Uh, let's go back to, um, go back to, it's the first, it's the first four verses. That's, those are the ones I read last time first, and then I went to verses 10 through 13. But it's verse 1 through 4 that has the, the area that I need to clear up. Now, after six days, that's Matthew 17, verse 1. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now, in finding out about Elijah, in reference to the statement made in the book of Malachi, where God, Jehovah, said that before the great and terrible day of the Lord, I will send you the prophet Elijah. Remember that? And so we wanted to find out who Elijah was. We found out from 2 Kings that the last time that the prophet Elijah was on earth was back there in 2 Kings, and then he was taken alive in a chariot by whirlwind into heaven. Now, I said in speaking that this Moses and Elijah that appeared to Jesus and Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration, 
I said that God allowed or permitted the spirits because remember, you never die. In other words, you never cease to exist. And because you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body. So it, to be alive in this life, you have to have a body, but you don't have to have a body to be alive. Okay? If you're going to live in this three-dimensional world, you have to have a physical body through which to operate because you are a spirit, but you need a house or a body to live in. But you don't need a body to be you. You are you without your body, but you can't live here without your body. Okay? Now, when you die, your spirit and soul leave your body. And, of course, in our dispensation, if you're a child of God, you go up. If you're a child of Satan, you go down. Well, back there in that day, when Jesus lived, he had not yet taken captivity captive. He had not yet conquered death, hell, and the grave. So everybody under the old covenant that died, that was a follower of God. For instance, Abraham, Jacob, uh, his 12 sons, all the Old Testament saints like Daniel and Isaiah and Jeremiah, when they died, they did not go to heaven. Their spirits didn't go to heaven. Their spirits went down into the underworld to a place called paradise, okay, and a place called Hades. And one of the sections there was paradise. That was until the time that Jesus conquered death. Then he went down when he died on the cross, preached deliverance to those captives, and took all those spirits with him up to heaven, to the third heaven where paradise is now located. And so I said last time that God permitted the spirits of Elijah and Moses to come up from the underworld and meet Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Well, that's partly true and it's partly not true. I erred in the fact that Elijah, if you'll remember, we read from 2 Kings, went to heaven. So he didn't come from the underworld. He had to come back from heaven where Moses had to come up out of the underworld and they met on the Mountain of Transfiguration. Okay? Just wanted to clarify that. All right. Now, Gentlemen, I'm ready to roll number six. Listen to this very carefully. This is the minister, Louis Farrakhan, speaking himself. He said some very incredible things we need to deal with him because it has to do with our Jesus and our Bible. It may take them a moment to find it. Here we go. Listen carefully. Elijah must 
segment. I want to want you to hear this and then I'll comment on it. Because it's not, it's not good. But I'm really not talking about myself. I'm talking about something that God has done for you, for me, for us. White people want to know why so many black people are moved from Farrakhan. What is it about Farrakhan that he touches the very essence of black people? That even if they don't agree with everything that he says, nobody meets him and remains the same. What is it about him? People say he's an orator. Yes, I'm that. But orators don't transform human life. I'm more than an orator with good oration. I came before you today with no notes. Nothing is written at all. Him? To accept me is to accept him? 
You will never be successful, even in what he's taught you. If you don't connect me in there, then the power to work the word won't be with you. This is not vanity. I'm among you, man. Open up your eyes and look and see what God is doing in the midst of you. My job is to hook you up with the Christ. Now, Farrakhan, how can you hook somebody up to Christ if you ain't hooked up? Check me out. If I'm not hooked up, then nobody in America or in the world is hooked up. I'm more hooked up to Christ than the Pope is. I'm hanging on a cross right now. I'm on Calvary right now. Oh, come on, Farrakhan, now let's not be melodramatic. Any other black leader catching this kind of hell? <laughs> not one. Hmm? I'm beginning to hang here now. And it's around the first hour. They want to strip me of my role or follow. The more I suffer, the more our people are raised in consciousness. Just by their beating on me and my being able to take it, black people are beginning to say, what they beating on that man for? What are they, I mean, and people are getting angry now. Well, what's raising you? It is the cross. It is my suffering that is undeserved. I did nothing to deserve this. But it is out of my love for him and for you that I'm suffering. Mary again. 
laid a foundation in her son. I was born to die for you. I love the thought of dying for you. Oh, you hold it, gentlemen. Don't go any further. Now, uh, not yet. Now, it might seem lengthy, but it's really, it's really not that long. But I have to, I want you to get, because this, see, this, people listen to this man. He's an eloquent speaker. People listen to him. And we have to be able to separate wheat from chaff. We have to be able to separate truth from error. And I want you to get enough of what he is saying to pick up on where he's coming from. Now, we're getting very close to some of the, the areas that I want to deal with. But you need to get an idea of a person's modus operandi. You, you need to get an idea of what, what they're about. And if, you, if you're listening carefully, you can pick up on, on what it is. Now, I'm not knocking that, but, but he's going to get over into, in a few minutes, he's going to say some things uh, about us, about the Bible and about Jesus. And they're very critical things. And there are a lot of black people, and you have relatives. All your relatives are not going to church. Some of your relatives are going to the mosque, and they're believing what they're hearing because they have no biblical basis on which to judge it. They're going by the eloquence of the speaker. They're going by the dynamism of the speaker. And you've got to look past that. You've got to get the message, not the messenger. You want to hear the message. You find out is the message valid. Okay? All right, fellas. Now, now this next part, listen to this very carefully. This is incredible. That 75% of what you read in the Bible referring to Jesus is referring to a future man. And 25% of what you read is referring to the man of 2,000 years ago who is considered a type. But the real question is, who is Jesus? Where will you find him? Men, the scholars, are going to have to sit down and meet on. If the scholars agree that the Jesus of 2,000 years ago prefigured or gave us a picture of the real Jesus, then the historical Jesus is not the real Jesus, but the real Jesus is the one that the historical Jesus prefigures or gives us a type of. Listen carefully. The historical Jesus was not the Messiah. The prophetic Jesus is the Messiah. The historical Jesus prefigures the Messiah. And that's why the Jews have never accepted the historical Jesus. They continue to look for the Messiah. They are not wrong. Now, that's awesome. And people need to know the Bible side of this. Okay? Now, that sounds very interesting, does it not? But I want you to get this statement he made. The historical Jesus was not the Messiah. See, I want you to hear that for yourself so that when I go, because I'm going into some things in a few moments, 
And I don't want it to be said, well, Fred just came up with that. I want you to hear it for yourself. You heard it so you can tell your relatives about it. Anybody else wants to say anything about it when it finally comes on television, you're hearing Mr. Farrakhan himself say this. You're not hearing me. I could have read. I got all the notes right here. I'm following him along verbatim. I have them all written down. But I want you to hear it. The historical Jesus was not the Messiah. Did you hear that? He said the historical Jesus prefigures the prophetic Jesus. So in my little limited mathematical understanding, historical one, prophetic two, that means there's two Jesus. Two. He said the historical Jesus is not the Messiah. Do you realize that then condemns every person who has lived for the last 2,000 years that were staking their lives on Jesus the Christ who came 2,000 years ago? Mr. Farrakhan has just buried all of us. We have no Messiah. We have been believing in, confessing, singing about, and praying in the name of a Jesus who's not the real Messiah. Now that'd be awesome stuff, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. So prophetic Jesus, historical Jesus, to me that says one, two. I'm not knocking the man. I'm not interested in the man as such against or for. I'm talking about what he's saying. He speaks on behalf of religion. He speaks on behalf of one of the largest, most influential religions in the world, Islam. Whether he's accepted by all Muslims, that's not my, that's not my thing. That's not, not my issue. But he speaks and people are listening. Well, if you've got relatives and friends, I don't want my relatives and friends going to hell. I don't know about you. Maybe you're selfish and don't care about anybody but yourself. He said the historical Jesus prefigured the Messiah. And that's why the Jews have never accepted the historical Jesus. They continue to look for the Messiah. They are not wrong. That's what he said. I'm going to cover that in just a moment. Now, Mr. Farrakhan definitely didn't get his facts from the Bible. He says that the historical Jesus was not the Messiah. Now, my question is, what does the Bible say? We heard what Minister Farrakhan said. But what does the Bible say? He didn't quote any scripture. He didn't give you chapter and verse. He just made an eloquent statement that sounds reasonable. Following upon all the other rhetoric that he stated, you get caught up in the euphoria of it on your way to the place. Now, Let's go to the Bible. Let's let Jehovah speak. Deuteronomy chapter 18. And as I say, this is important. It's not just something to do. This is important because I have, I have based my life. I don't know about you. I have based my life on this historical Jesus, that he was in fact the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer. Now Mr. Farrakhan is telling me that he's not. If Mr. Farrakhan speaks the truth 
and his words are accurate words, then we all have been believing in Jesus in vain. We are yet in our sins. We are without hope in the world if what he said is true. I don't know if you realize that or not. That's important. I need to know, is, was the historical Jesus the Messiah or was he just what Mr. Farrakhan says? Minister Farrakhan says he was the type of the real prophetic Jesus who is yet to come. Mm-mm, he Jesus. Farrakhan is hmm. Jesus. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 18. <laughs> uh, let's begin reading in verse 15. Now, you have to, you no, have no, to no. follow this. I'm going to take you on a little journey that I have not done this way before. And you may not have heard it this way before. I know the truth that I'm going to share with you, but I, ha I personally have never presented it this way. But this must be done. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord, now, if you go back, before I start with you, if you go back, in Deuteronomy, and start at the beginning. We're, in the, this is, we're, we're going to read out of the 18th chapter, but if you go back and start at the beginning, you're going to find out that this is Almighty God speaking through his prophet Moses. You remember Moses, okay? So it's Moses is writing this down, okay? Now listen, verse 15. The Lord your God, this is Moses speaking to the children of Israel. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. From your midst, from your brethren, him you shall hear, according to all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good. Now God is speaking, Moses is quoting Jehovah. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Now, pick up on this. Mo God is saying to Moses that I'm going to raise up a prophet like you. Now, my question is, I don't know if you've ever even thought about it. Who was Moses to the children of Israel? Leader. Somebody said type of Christ. Who was Moses to the children of Israel? Deliverer. Prophet. Who was Moses to the children of Israel? Let me ask you this question. Do you remember that the children of Israel were in bondage and slavery for 430 years under the Egyptians? You're aware of that. Power to Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Pharaoh let the people go. They left. They came to the Red Sea, and this huge wall of water was stopping their progress. The Egyptians changed their mind and began to pursue after them and were going to destroy them. 
Moses stretched his rod out at the direction of Jehovah over the water, and the waters parted. The wind blew all that night and dried the ground. The water congealed on both sides. Congealed means instant freeze. Froze the water so that the water wouldn't come back upon them. They went across in dry land. Moses was their deliverer. So in essence, Moses was their savior. Moses was their Messiah. Now, listen, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. Now, in order to be like Moses, he had to be a deliverer. In order to be like Moses, he had to be, in a, re he had to be a redeemer. He had to be a savior. He had to be somebody that would take them out of death, as it were, and put them into life. Not just a prophet, because Isaiah could have fulfilled that office. Jeremiah could have fulfilled that office. But there was nobody else like Moses, because Moses was the deliverer of the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. Now watch this. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst. From your brethren, him you shall hear. Verse 18, God Almighty Jehovah is speaking. He says, I will raise up for them. He's talking to Moses, telling Moses what he's going to do on behalf of the children of Israel. I will raise up from, for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. All right, now keep that in mind. Move now. Here's what's happening. Mr. Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan, eloquent speaker, great man of Islam. However, Mr. Farrakhan could not be a born-again Christian. Because you cannot be a born-again Christian and be a Muslim at the same time. You cannot believe in Jehovah and believe in Allah at the same time. They cancel themselves out. It's one or the other. Now, because Mr. Farrakhan is obviously not a Christian, therefore, he would have no way to understand this message. I mentioned it before. In order to understand the Bible, you have to be in on the password. You have to be in the network. You have to be on the system. Now, go to John chapter 1. John's Gospel chapter 1. Now, keep in mind what we just read about Almighty God raising up someone like Moses. They think it's true because of his past environment. But does it fit the Bible pattern? All right? Is raise up another prophet, then he wouldn't have to say a prophet like me. Because there were other prophets. All he would have to do is say he'll raise up a prophet. But Moses categorically specified that he'll raise up one like me. Then God Almighty, Jehovah, confirms it by saying, I will raise up for them a prophet like you. Not a prophet, but a prophet like you, the deliverer. Okay, now John chapter 1. 
and begin reading with verse 43. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now pick up on this. I've got to take you step by step, see? Now notice, notice, notice what he says here. Verse 45, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now Mr. Farrakhan says that the historical Jesus was not the Messiah. But he prefigured the real Messiah that was yet to come. But the people that lived in the day that Jesus lived, they believed he was the Messiah. Mr. Farrakhan was not there. They were, and they said right here, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Now, don't you think it's significant that the only person's name that they mentioned when they said we have found him was Moses' name? How many prophets were there? Daniel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Zechariah, Hosea, Haggai, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, and yet only one name is mentioned, the name of Moses, because Moses has said that God Almighty is going to raise up a prophet like me. Now watch it. Pick up on this now. These are the people that lived in the day that Jesus lived. Mr. Farrakhan did not live in that day. You or I did not, did not live in that day. They ought to know who they thought they were following. They were there. We weren't. You weren't. I weren't. <laughs> Mr. Farrakhan weren't. Got your attention, didn't I? Verse 45. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law. And also the prophets wrote, the law is the first five books of the Bible, technically known as the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And we just read Deuteronomy, which is the law, and God said to Moses, I will raise them up them Israel I will raise them up a prophet like you and Moses said to them himself the Lord will raise up a prophet like me now, now get this now verse 45 Philip found Nathaniel and said to him we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph so they're saying that Jesus the son of Nazareth or the son of Joseph Jesus of Nazareth he is the prophet that Moses said God would raise up and that person was the Messiah but Mr. Farrakhan says the historical Jesus was not the Messiah. Now, whose report will you believe? Okay. Oh, we're not finished. We're not finished. Trot over to Isaiah 53. Now, Mr. Farrakhan made a very significant statement. He said, and I'm quoting, the historical Jesus 
prefigured the Messiah. So the historical Jesus, if he prefigured the Messiah, then the historical Jesus was not the Messiah. So that means there's two Jesus. Okay, watch this now. The historical Jesus prefigured the Messiah, and that's why the Jews have never accepted the historical Jesus. They continue to look for the Messiah. They are not wrong. End of quote. This is what Mr. Farrakhan says. Well, I hate to differ with my brother in the flesh, but they were wrong. They are wrong not to have received the historical Jesus because the historical Jesus was the Messiah. Now, why did they not receive him? See, you got to go back and find out cause and effect. The effect was they didn't receive him. So there had to be a cause, had to be a reason, had to be a why. Why didn't they receive him? Well, actually, they did receive him. So we really have to dissect that statement and qualify it. That'd be meaning all the Jews. Oh, pick up on this. He said the Jews. So when you say the Jews, that means all the Jews. That means every Jew. Does it not? If you said some Jews, female Jews, male Jews, Jews 20 and over, that would be one thing. But when you said the, 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 the Jews don't receive him, you're saying none of the Jews received him. And the reason they didn't is because he wasn't the Messiah. That's what Mr. Farrakhan says. That's totally inaccurate. Because I have a question for you. Who was Peter? Wasn't he a Jew? Who was John? Wasn't he a Jew? Who was Andrew? Wasn't he a Jew? Who was Paul? Wasn't he a Jew? Now, what we ought to say to be more accurate is that the religious establishment Jews did not receive him. But the Bible says that the common people heard him gladly. The religious leaders have always been the pain in the backside. The religious leaders have always been the stumbling block for the masses of the people. And still are. It was not the people, the Jews, it was only the Pharisees and the Sadducees that would not receive him. Now, why do you suppose they didn't see him as Messiah when all the rest of the Jews did? Here's why. Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? Verse 1. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, 
a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our grief, literally sicknesses, and carried our sorrows, literally pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The statement, the statement wounded for our transgression literally means pierced through. That's what it literally means in the Hebrew. When it says he was bruised for our iniquities, the word bruised literally means he was crushed. Just like you take your foot and crush an ant. Just like you put your foot and crush a roach. That's what that meant. That he was crushed. Listen to it now. For our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his strife we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb. Underline that word lamb. Oh, underline the word lamb. Underline the word lamb. And was afflicted. <clears throat> yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison. And from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked. But with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence. Nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquity. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Now, now, listen. The reason... That the religious leaders, the Jewish religious leaders, and it's the same reason they today have not accepted the historical Jesus as Messiah, is because in their mind, when Moses said, the Lord will raise up for you a deliverer like me, a prophet like me, all those religious leaders could see was the Red Sea parting. All they could see was the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. All they saw was the supernatural instantaneous deliverance that God wrought through Moses from Egyptian bondage. They did not understand the spiritual significance of Isaiah 53. 
they did not understand that sin had to be dealt with. They only saw themselves from a political point of view, set free from the bondage of the Roman Empire, and they missed the whole thing. They're still looking for a conquering hero. They're still looking for someone to come and to take the yoke off of them and restore them again to be the apple of God's eye and to be the leading nation of the world. They did not understand the spiritual significance because they were spiritually dead, just like Mr. Farrakhan. Now, watch this now. I don't mean that unkindly. Please believe me. But I'm talking about the fact that because he is not spiritually born again, then he is what the Bible calls spiritually dead. He cannot understand the message of the book because he has no spiritual antenna. Neither do the Jews of Jesus' day. They didn't either. That's why they didn't accept it. Now, watch this now. Watch this. Go back to verse 7 of Isaiah 53. said he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, 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 a lamb to the slaughter. Why didn't they say a bull? Why didn't they say a goat? Why didn't they say a heifer? Why did they say lamb? I'll tell you why they said lamb. Because if you go over here to John's Gospel, chapter 1 again, and look at the 29th verse, you'll understand. If you've got spiritual perception, you'll understand. Verse 29 of chapter 1 of the Gospel of John. I'll tell you why Isaiah said he was led like a lamb. I'll tell you why he was led like to the slaughter. Listen to John the Baptist say, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. The Jewish leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't understand that any more than Minister Farrakhan understands that. They don't understand the sin situation. They don't understand the sin issue. They don't understand the spiritual death issue. They're looking for some political something. They're looking for something out here in the atmosphere that will be manifested visibly. But you've got to have the cross before the crown. You've got to have salvation before you have the new kingdom. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right, now, let's go to John chapter 3. You're right there in the Gospel of John, and you'll understand what I meant a while ago when I said uh, that Minister Farrakhan is spiritually dead. I didn't mean that uh, in, in a negative way. In other words, I would not uh, come against the man. I don't know the man, so I wouldn't come against him like that. But I'm only going by what the Bible says. See, here it is right here. John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Pharisees. See, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the problem. The common people heard Jesus gladly. They were the ones that flocked him. They were the 5,000 that he fed with a few loaves and fishes. It wasn't the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It was the common people. They recognized who he was. They said, Hosanna! Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. <laughs> they knew who he was. But the religious leaders, they didn't accept him. Just like they don't accept him today. But watch this, watch this. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. 
Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that's the problem with Minister Farrakhan. That's the problem with those Jewish leaders. They have not been born again. Therefore, they cannot understand the things that have to do with the kingdom. But I understand. I'm out of time. Uh, saints, I'm sure you have been blessed. The only thing I'm going to say before I end today is that the scriptures are used to correct people when they are wrong. And Fred Price is correcting Louis Farrakhan. Anybody who wants to speak on behalf of the Bible and, and on behalf of Jesus, if they are not telling the truth, his ministers have to stand up and correct them because what Louis Farrakhan said about Jesus is incorrect. It is not scriptural. It is not biblical. I don't know where he got his information from. But we will continue this next week. And for those who are concerned about me, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. This set, uh, surgery was scheduled uh, well over a month ago. Right after I had that uh, previous surgery, they had discovered something. So that is it. That is the only thing that uh, we discovered. And you must be born again to understand Satan always attacked God's people. But he could never crush me. He could never crush me. I am healed by the Lord Jesus Christ's stripes. You can trust me on that one. Uh, the devil can't shut me up. I am a minister of the gospel. And as you can see, I am talking. I had surgery Friday. Today is Sunday and I am talking. I had surgery on my throat. And I can tell you, I am getting stronger by the minute. By Jesus stripes, I am healed. So saints, I want you to walk in the love of Jesus. He loved us, so we must love one another. I will see you next time. I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing Talking Bible Truth dot cd at gmail.com if you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign dr camla d that is at dollar sign capital d lowercase r capital c lowercase a m a l e capital d and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in. And I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.